Are you ready? Can crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody, power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, the Spotlight Edition. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and this week, we are going to have some self-help for me. Yes, I know I don't have the face for TV or a movie or anything on the big screen. Uh, my mother, my family has always told me I have a face for radio, thus the podcast, thus play-by-play for the radio around locally. So, I figured I need to make my face better, so I need to go get some advice from an esthetician. And that leads me to Amber Rodriguez. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to talk to Amber and find out how she can help this face and uh, what she can do to it. Pretty sure she's going to say she can't, but uh, we're going to find out. So, that's what's coming up on the interview. God, I hope she doesn't throw me under the bus that much. (sighs) Be nice, Amber. Be nice. Guys, i got to tell you about other things first before we get to the interview. You know we are collaborated with Collar and Elbow, hats, hoodies, tees, all the cool stuff. The spring merch is right around the corner. They've teased some shirts, but nonetheless, head over to CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. Check out all the cool stuff that Al Snow and the hooligans from Collar and Elbow have. And then when you check out, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS, all one word, you'll save 10%. Don't forget to check out all our socials. It is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all at CanCrusher69. If you're somebody and you want to be on the show, send us an email. Get into our DMs. Our email is CanCrusher69 at gmail.com. We'll shoot uh, something back and say, sure, let's set up a date for so-and-so time. And you'll say, nope, I'm busy. And we'll say, okay, we'll switch it to a different day. And that's all fine and dandy. We know life hits. We will work with you. We love talking and hearing your story about how you got into the wrestling business. I do love it. This is the favorite part of my podcast is the Spotlight Editions. And you can hear all of them. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play. The list goes on and on and on. And Spotify, don't forget the, the list goes on and on and on. Make sure you check them all out. Like, subscribe, rate, all that kind of helps us out as well. And it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. It's just hitting a button saying, I like this guy. He's pretty cool. So, yeah. And his guests are even better. That's all you have to write. That's literally all you have to write. The first person that writes that, I'll send them a gift package. Take a picture of it, and I will uh, I'll send you something. I don't know. Yeah. Dropped it in one of our DMs. That would be really cool. I like this guy and his guests are better. That would be awesome. 
All right, here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow. And when we come back, we have Amber Rodriguez on the line. Hopefully she can help make this face beautiful. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. You guys heard how I was going to ask my guest this week for some self-help. And meaning self-help is to fix this face. My guest is the mad anesthetician, Amber Rodriguez. You've seen her in CZW, OVW, MCW, on AEW. The list can go on and on. She's a champion around the world as well. Amber, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. That's the mad esthetician. Esthetic. I, did I, I said it wrong. Of course. I See, I need pronunciation and facial help. So can you help me in any of those? I can't work miracles. So. And that's exactly what I said on the intro. So you didn't hear that yet. <sighs> My mother told me I have a face for radio. My mother. So. That, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam Laterna also called you a bad mamma jamma one time. Are are you really that bad of a mamma jamma? I am the baddest of the mamma jammas. Okay, good, 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 good to know. Uh, all right, let's uh, get into some of this a little bit and find out who introduced you to professional wrestling when you were a little mamma jamma when you were bad. <laughs> um, my brother, actually, my brother Chuck Lennox is also a professional wrestler um and so we kind of went from play fighting and play wrestling each other um in the living room to doing it in the ring and getting paid for it so shout out to your brother did, did you guys have cardboard cutout belts and everything you had to have we did we did <laughs> <sighs> Knowing that two of you are, are in the business now, was this a, a tough pill to swallow for your parents to go in, oh man, one, my baby girl, and, you know, my my older sibling, you know, they both want to get into this reckless, with my air quotes, business. Were they supportive the whole time? Well, they didn't care so much for him doing it, but for me, it was <laughs> <laughs> Okay. For me, it's like, oh, no, not you, not you, too. And I'm like, yes. So um, it, it, was a, it was a lot. Uh, definitely had um, our moments, uh, especially because I started so young. I started when I was just 15. Um, so it was just a lot for them to take in. Um, my father uh, is kind of like he, he ended up coming around um Ironically, after I uh, joined the service and, you know, started to kind of manage my double life, um, you know, and I think really he just wanted me to have that security um, and, you know, 
just we're not going to get too deep into this, but being a parent myself, I get it. Um, uh, and so yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, the bigger picture of it all, you know, you, you don't want your kid to fall on their face. You want them to be good. And, you know, hearing they're going to be a professional wrestler, it's scary because, you know, so many thoughts go through your head. What uh, the biggest one, of course, first, what if you get hurt? You know, so you want to, um, you know, just make sure your kid has like a safety net. So I think that was, you know, the biggest thing. Um, but after I shown him that I do have that and, you know, we're all good now. So it was definitely a process though. Definitely had our, our, our living room arguments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I understand that. Uh, my son, it, I, I get into it. My son has been blown up all over this podcast. He's in and out of wrestling, but you know, he does stupid stuff and I'm like, dude, just make sure you have something to fall back on. I'm fine. I'm fine. Trust me, dude, you need something. So I understand the whole dad thing. I, I do props to your dad for that. So when you guys were growing up, though, who did you, you know, because you mimicked when you were younger. Who are you? Who are your favorites? Uh, so many. Um, but just to narrow it down to, I guess I'll give like my top three. Um, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan. Um, everything about him I loved. And then especially when I, um, broke in, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, spiritual. Um, I keep my faith, um, very close. And so seeing how he was so open about his story and his journey with his spirituality, um, that really touched me as well. Um, who else? Uh, of course, um, Mickey James and, um, you know, her feud with Trish Stratus. That was, that's another, I was going to say as far as my top three goes. Um, but yeah, her feud with Trish Stratus was just monumental in women's wrestling. And, um, it captivated me even at, at that age and made me go, yeah, I want to, I want to do this myself too. So and I always say Crazy Mickey has a lot to do with the mad esthetician. <laughs> We're going to get to that because I'm actually going to ask you who you are kind of now. But don't give me that because I'll give you my three thoughts. But we'll, we'll slowly get there. Um, I think I pinpointed two of the three by luck. Uh, my third one might be off a little bit. Might be off a little bit, but you can you can help me out when we get there. So, you know, you're, you're watching wrestling growing up and um, athletic in high school and all of that, just, or are you just a bookworm? Not really. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really, like, into anything. Like, wrestling was just, like... That's it. <laughs> my thing, you know? And it's funny because in high school, like I said, I started when I was 15, so in high school, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm wrestling. And everyone would think, oh, you're on the wrestling team like amateur wrestling I'm like no like i leave here and i go to wrestling practice <laughs> like, right to be a pro wrestler <laughs> um but yeah no outside of that i danced i did majorette dance um but i didn't really stick with that i was one of those people like and i now that i think back on it like in retrospect that was probably another fear my dad had because I was definitely that kid that would pick up a hobby or a talent and drop it like two weeks later so like I was in a majorette dance that didn't last long I was in band that didn't last long and like my dad would spend all this money on like whatever instrument and band I did and like 
you know, costuming and stuff for dance. And I didn't stick with that. And I did soccer for a little bit. And then it's like my poor dad. <laughs> you were my son through and through. God, and you were so, you really are. Thing that I stuck with, though, I have to say, like, I've been at it this whole time. For the most part, it did take that little hiatus. But outside of that, it's it's been consistent. <laughs> yeah, uh, essentially hiatus. And we'll talk about the hiatus briefly. Uh, essentially 10 years now, r- rounding, right? You know, 2012 when you started is 2022, essentially, right? Yeah, minus four years, minus the four-year yeah. break. Yeah, well, I said rounding. Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. We round up here because we can't count <laughs> well, I was away. I wasn't, like, away away. You know what I mean? Like, I was still going to shows. I was still training here and there, so. Yeah. So you decide, when was the moment then? Because I everybody, I wanted to be a wrestler. I, I was I was Ricky Morton. I was never Schwelt, I'll put it that way, but I always wanted to be Ricky Morton or Robert Gibson, whatever one. I wanted to be Rock and Roll Express. But I never pulled the trigger to go to a wrestling school. Uh, what was that defining moment? Did you know it when you know you were beating your brother up in the living room and mom and dad were yelling at you that I'm going to a wrestling school? Yeah, because it was definitely me that was... That was <laughs> That's what I said, yeah. Shout out, yeah, hey brother, if you're listening, she kicked your ass the yeah. whole time. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick his ass any day. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah! Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, the defining moment. Um, not really. It's just something I always like set out to do. Like I always knew in the back of my mind I wanted to, but I never knew it was actually possible. Like I didn't really know, like, I'm like, man, there's a school for this. Like you like graduate. It's like, you know what I mean? Like the concept of it sounds so crazy, but, um, yeah, my brother one day found uh Gilbert's on a Google search and um I guess the rest is history like you know because he, he started before I did and yeah like he did that and I'm like man like there's an actual school for this like I want to do that like I have to do this man like I want this to be like you know my career like I never really wanted to be like a doctor or a lawyer you know I always just wanted to be a wrestler so yeah when he found it that was it I was hooked do you think I don't think I've ever asked this, but you've just planted it in my head now. Do you think that wrestlers, and, and I mean across the board, have the the craziest um, type of passion to get into it? Because you, you hear, you know, baseball players, kids start when they're ten, they play baseball. It's off and on. It's this and that. You know, you're beating your brother up at a young age, and, and you've continued, and you're still going to beat up your brother tomorrow, or whatever the hell you're going to beat him up again. But it's just like once wrestling is in your blood, you know, baseball people retire at a young age. Wrestlers, one of your tag team partners that I'm going to talk to you about here in a little bit is still wrestling at the age of like 79. (laughs) Does it just blow your mind that, you know, wrestling is just in you forever where people in other sports and I'm not knocking them can just step away and say, all right, I'm done with it. No, it's it's like the mob, man. Like Wow. <laughs> you went a completely different direction, but all right. <laughs> I've a really messed up sense of humor. Clearly, <laughs> but that's good. It, it makes sense though. It, yeah, legit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's only one way out. <laughs> like... Death. That's it. You're done. <laughs> 
So your brother went to Gilbert's training first. We're sliding right past all of that. Your brother went to Gilbert's training first. Did you kind of peek in and say, yep, I'm going to follow him here? Or did you maybe ponder other ones? No. Um, you know, I I took his word for it. I mean, we were both aware of Gilbert and his career. So we figured that was, you know, reputable enough to, you know, go and um, give that a shot. And yeah, then we, you know, lateraled over to the MCW uh, training center once Gilbert's closed, um, once they closed up shop. So, yeah. Shout out. If you've not listened to the Gilbert episode, guys, it's back there about 100 episodes. Uh, It's pretty sweet. Go back and listen to it. But uh, did you talk about me in it? I don't remember. It's like 100 episodes. I'm lucky if I remember what I talked about Sunday. I'm not going to listen to it if I'm not mentioned. I don't know if he brought you up. I'm, I, do you want me to be real or do you want me to lie to you and say he was you, you were a star athlete? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm an absolute star athlete. He might have brought up he might have brought up your brother though. I'm thinking. I don't. I don't know. No, I don't. I really oh, don't remember. <laughs> really don't. I, remember. Yeah. This interview is over. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, when you went through training though, did you ever have that moment of? Holy moly, you know, because I'm sure you're trucking back and forth from somewhere to training and you're like, oh. high school, <laughs> that was enough. Chemistry uh, class. <laughs> right. <laughs> from biology. From biology. Like- well, Marilyn, when you were younger, oh shit, let's just skip that whole thing. When you were younger, there were certain places you couldn't wrestle because you had to have your license, right? So that exactly. took a while. I know... Kentucky is one of them, you know, dealing with OVW, and there's several other ones. But uh, so you just yeah, hung out I in Maryland. Mostly, I mostly wrestled in um, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, good old West Virginia. Um, wow, you just, just shit on our fans there. Thanks, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like anyone wants to go there. Um, but yeah, so I wrestled in those places until you know I was of age um and i could then get licensed in maryland um so yeah it took me a while but yeah when i was 18 i finally debuted for for mcw and it was great because you know i'd been there that whole time (laughs) just doing like ring crew and whatever right paying your dues essentially what's that no i'm just kidding (laughs) wow yeah um you know that was like uh the most annoying part and i only say that because it's like such long days you know what i mean because like students get there like shout out to wrestling students man because those are the real like unsung heroes (laughs) when it comes to this because like they really like you got to get there before everyone else right you're setting up sometimes if the ring is like in someone's storage unit or like at someone's house you go there you load it up you go to the venue you unload it you know, and then hopefully there's a lot of hands, you know, if not, there's just like freaking three people, like, you know, it's the worst. And then after the show, you're tired, but nope, you got to break the ring down. You got to get all the chairs put away. You got to take the ring back to said storage unit or whole boy's house or wherever, you know what I mean? And then you get to go home or no, you go to Waffle House and then you get to go home. So it's a lot. It is a lot. It, it is a lot. And I know a lot of the guys, we know a lot of the guys from IWC in Pittsburgh, and they've given us those stories. Uh, not maybe coming from biology class, 
But, you know, doing that whole thing in 48 hours. And sometimes it's, yeah. a, it's a day show on a Saturday and a, a show on a, a night show on a Saturday and a day show on a Sunday. And it's well, nowhere freaking close. Yeah, or you start Saturday, you don't finish until like 4 a.m. Sunday. So Yeah, and you have a legit eight hours to get to the next venue and blah, yeah. Sleep somewhere in the back of the truck during the show so you don't get to watch the show. No, seriously. Like, I remember when MCW would do, like, their little tours, you know, it would be, like, a Thursday through Sunday or Friday through Sunday type of deal. And, yeah, man, like I said, the students, God bless them. Crazy. Uh, I, uh, shout out to MCW. I love Joppa. Uh, I, I've been down there a few times. Um, I, I, I like that venue. I really do. And I know they kind of – Yeah. I know. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say they had to, you know, shift gears, and I haven't been to the new one yet. So bad on me. But uh, Joppa was awesome. Yeah, a lot of memories. A lot of memories. Uh, Go ahead. I thought the green room was cool. See, I see. I didn't get to come back there. Ah. Yeah, I'm not that cool yet. It wasn't as good of a venue as Joppa. But it had a lot of history, you know, and it's where I saw my first MCW show, so it had some significance. Okay. That and, um, uh, was it Michael's 8th Avenue? Michael's 5th? Something like that. I know it starts with Michael's, and it's like where they had the ladies' ladies night out show. Um, oh, yeah, now I know where you mean. Is it 8th Ave? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, I main evented with Mickey there. I thought that was a cool venue too. You did, and we might as well just transition into that right now in your <laughs> loser leaves town uh, match with Mickey. Yeah, that was the end of a multiple match feud. Um, actually, like came up with the concept of you know as far as like how everything kind of hand out with me losing the belt to her and I sat back and I was like what if I didn't believe that I lost this belt you know what I mean like I was talking to Chuck about it one day I was like he's like what do you mean I was like what if my character just kind of just went off the deep end and just she just does not accept that she like she believes that she's still the champion and he's like Oh, you just like you would just come out like you still have the belt, and I was like, "Yeah," and that's where the invisible belt came, came from. out. <laughs> um, the infamous invisible belt. Um, and so yeah, and like I was talking to Mickey about it the next show, and she loved it. Like I, I love Mickey and how much uh, she's willing to assist and give back and like just spread her knowledge and. You know, like, I I learned so much from her from that feud, and it just kind of took on a mind of its own. And then, um, you know, a little break in the fourth wall, but, like, I had signed my military contract, um, and so, you know, it had to come to an end. Uh, Not just, you know, the feud, but, like, me wrestling in general had to come to an end. So that was the concept behind that the loser loser leaves town like well you know i already went off the deep end how about i just put everything on the line like my career you know what i mean like that's what a crazy person would do so it just made sense it it made perfect sense it it really did 
and, and following MCW through that, it was it was golden. It, it really was. You didn't know. You thought, holy cow, this crazy person is putting her life, legit her life on the line to get back a strap, a belt, or whatever the hell you want to call them, just mm. because she's this crazy. And boom, and Luke. nobody knew. I mean, of course, this is the, the great thing about wrestling is we don't know all the stories of why, who, what happened, this, that, and the other, which brings us to your kind of little hiatus. Yeah. Yeah, it's the move that no one saw coming because you see Lucy Lee sound like, oh, Mickey's probably signed. And, like, that's what all the dirt sheets were saying, right? And yep. I'm, like, the back, like, ha, 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 it's me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm done. At least I thought I was. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I signed my military contract um, and I served on active duty, actually, um, just... Um, separated from active duty recently um but yeah it wasn't until 2019 um <clears throat> that i was uh out in california on assignment and um there was a training center nearby and i'm like oh what a coincidence right so i went and trained there and um you know, it was like riding a bike because I hadn't wrestled, um, you know, from the Loser Leafs town in 2015, you know, up until 2019 because I wanted to come back earlier, but I had my baby. And then between having my baby and serving on multiple deployments, it just didn't work. But then finally I got into a position where, you know, I wasn't going to be deploying really anymore. You know, um, kids a little older now and, you know, can handle being away for, you know, a weekend here, weekend there. So, um, yeah, I had trained out in Cali or started training again and it was like riding a bike and I was like, what if I take a booking again? So when I got back from Cali, I got my, my orders to good old Alabama, um, Mobile, Alabama. And I had took a booking for Elevate Pro out in New Orleans. Uh, shout out to, um, Miss Brittany, Miss Boss Brittany Houtland. Um, you know, she... Um, was, she was really, I don't know the, I don't know the term, um, but she, uh, she played a huge role in my comeback and taking bookings again. Um, she opened Elevate Pro to me and, um, you know, not just taking bookings there, but, uh, her school. Um, so always grateful for her for that. Um, and yeah, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> First and foremost, uh, I want to say thank you for your service, everything you've done for me and the country. Um, that's amazing within itself that, that you legitimately paused your life and just said, nope, um, I I'm going, I'm doing my due diligence and, and you know, going to serve the country. So thank you for that. Uh, the most I, random thing I've ever done. The like, most what? Far, the most. It was the most random thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and you're on a wrestling podcast to say that. Right. <laughs> Why do you say it's the most random thing you've done? Is this where um, the dad kind of issue comes in without getting too far to make sure your yeah, shit's in gear? Yeah. Um, you know, my dad had served. Uh, so it was, you know, also me continuing his his legacy and kind of walking in his footsteps a little bit. Um, 
because he did sit me down one day and it's like, you know, um, because I, I was at kind of a peak in my career. I was working with a lot of names. Uh, I was getting a lot of other opportunities for some major companies. And then, you know, he's like, hey, I don't want you to think that I'm not proud of you or that I don't care. No, this is very important to you. However, it as far as the long term goes, you know, what if you get hurt? And like kind of like how we talked about earlier. And, you know, I didn't finish school. I didn't finish college. Um, so, you know, he's like, why not? take a take a break wrestling isn't going anywhere why not take a break and do this for yourself work on yourself and then come back to it but you know when you come back to it you'll always have this in your back pocket to fall back on you know as far as like the benefits goes and you know long term i mean when you when you um join the service like you play your cards right you could be set for life i mean there's just no doubt about it right um my dad's living example of that. Um, and so it made sense and I was very young and like, it made sense. And then no one wants to end up like Mickey work from the wrestler, right? Like exactly. <laughs> no one wants to end up like that. Um, so it's, it's super important that, you know, you have something else. Like it doesn't mean that you don't care about wrestling. You're just a responsible adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I don't know what that is yet. So, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> me neither but you get what i'm trying to say like it's it's just a good uh a good thing to have something because whether you want to or not like no one can do just one thing like forever like either like we're all gonna die right or like maybe you seek interest in something else or what if something happens where you can't do this one thing anymore so it doesn't hurt to have something else going on for you you know what i mean to yep. where even if it's after i can't do this one thing anymore now i'm going to pick this up you know yep. so um again yeah. it's exactly like your dad said you have a net yeah. yeah and then he's like you know why not do this and i'm like okay and like i didn't want to be you know in the sand getting shot at so i picked the coast guard <laughs> okay so so you're doing a lot of tanning and, you know, taking care of your body. In there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know crap about that. I wasn't in it. Uh, don't don't send hate to me via email. Don't send hate to Amber. She didn't say it. It was me. Don't. Um, I, I support the Coast Guards and everybody else. God, I buried the podcast real quick. <sighs> Sometimes there's no filter, Amber. Friendly jokes. Yeah, friendly jokes. Uh, so we talked about all that. I don't know where I was going because you kind of just stole my notes for a second, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> you go to the Coast Guards, you come back to wrestling, and you talked about how it was like riding a bike again, but you've transitioned over the last little bit as well of who Amber was to who Amber is now, da-da-da-da-da, and this is where I'm going to come in and say, all right, these are the three people that I see Amber now is um you made reference to crazy mickey yes that's that's number one on my list uh i knew mickey had something to do with you when you guys were having that match um the matches in mcw uh i didn't know how much of an influence mickey was to everybody across the board i know she was essentially a pioneer as as, as well but now you hear the stories of her showing up on Impact and NWA and da 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 every place that she is, everybody's now opening up the Mickey being amazing. Uh, she's always been one of my favorites, but I didn't know she was 
so giving. And it's not a, a slap in her face. You just didn't hear it. I'll put it that way. Because she was so busy doing other things. She didn't have time to sit down and chat with idiots like me. So, oh, no. So my first one was Mickey James. I definitely see Trish Stratus in you. Especially when you were queen and you were very regal and elegant and everything. I, I saw a lot of Trish. And then my third one is the one that's going to probably might throw you for a loop. Um, your hard-nosed bitch, though, as well. And I mean that with all respect. I see a lot of jazz in you. Yes. Yes! All right, good. <laughs> oh, man. I'm actually going to see her this weekend at the Dog Pound. Really? So March 26th, catching a Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. <laughs> there you go. A lot more to come uh, in the near future, and, and we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. By the way, every time we say we get there, um, it's a drinking game on the show. They take shots or of something or other, by the way. We normally drink during the show, but it's, it's a little bit early in the day to start drinking. But the yeah, people listening to the podcast can drink whenever the hell they want to. So. Yeah, and you I didn't get the memo. Brian didn't tell me that. Well, you're also driving, right? So that's probably a good thing that you're not. Yeah. Uh, I could have pulled over. <laughs> Let's get to know Amber a little bit personally besides bringing down all the walls. I want to know what you do when you're not driving from here to there and there. there. Like, you have a legit off day. You know, what... Do I? You have to have at least one a month, I would think. To and again, we're not going to talk a lot about your daughter or anything, but like just to hang out with family and stuff. When you get those days, do you just relax? I don't know what that is. I um, hate you. I, me too. Um, I don't know what that is because, like, I I am legitimately. It's not just a gimmick. I am actually an esthetician. Right. Um, I have a business. I have a skincare line. Um, yeah, I don't know. The last time I hung out with family is when I was arguing with Brian over the phone because he didn't tell me what song he was going to use for my story. And I didn't like it. <laughs> Shout out to Brian. Good job, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, he, he's good. <laughs> but he's not fine. When you do get a moment, is there, like, something that you like doing, like, movies or music, a video game? Is there, is there any time that... Uh-oh, what? Okay. I am a huge horror movie buff. Like, I love, like, 90s horror movies. The worst uh, CGI quality, the better. Um, Blair Witch Project? Like, that's that's on the list, but my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite is uh, the Lost Boys. <sighs> yes, touche. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you that. I also love a good, a good Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy's Dead is my favorite because it's the worst. It's the worst. So it's my favorite one. Um, so yeah, let's sit back and watch a good one of those. Um, also, I've never said this on a podcast, so you're the first. But my guilty pleasure is I love playing The Sims, and people make fun of me for it, but I love it. <laughs> Do you, again, you're my son. He, he <laughs> builds houses just to build the house and put everything yeah. in it. 
And then he, like, destroys the family that's in it so he can rip down the house and build a new house. My favorite thing is building the house and then taking away the doors so they can't go anywhere. And then seeing how they survive. You're effed up. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, The Sims. And it's cool. Do you... Do you have? Do you buy like all the expansion packs, or you just like the I no? Do. Okay, so you have pets go to college, and you know build flowers. <laughs> you have all of those stupid ones. Yeah, I'm I'm so invested. I waste so much money on this game. That's okay. <laughs> I understand. I I'm a sports guy. I bought the new. I bought the new hundred and twenty five dollar WWE two K. It's already corrupt. Um, I've. <laughs> I've already have money into the new baseball game coming out. Yeah, so I understand investing way too much on video games and stuff like that. It's it's a needed break, right? It's just boom when you yeah. do get that minute. Yeah. All right. Um, sociopathic question is: uh, How do you eat your cereal, and what's your favorite cereal? This is a stupid uh, question. It started about six months ago. For- you fucker! Milk. Do you really? Milk goes in first, <sighs> then the cereal. <laughs> um, Are you serious, I, or do you know this? You've yeah. heard. Oh my god! I'm completely serious because I need to measure out my milk because milk is getting expensive these days. I understand. <laughs> I understand that, but <laughs> do you? Well, did, how do you get the ample amount of cereal in? Then it's a guesstimate. It's the cereal is more of a topping. To the milk. <laughs> and then you get cereal milk. You know what I'm talking about? Like after I, the cereal's been in there and then you yeah, drink the milk. I, I do. Yeah. Normal, yeah. Mil- normal milk or oat milk. What, what milk are you using, princess? So I I get lactate. That's actually um, really good. I'm not going to knock you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, my kid doesn't do lactose. And so I just out of support for her. And the whole family don't. does it now. Cut it. Yeah. You're a good mom. Um, Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, my favorite cereal, uh, I don't know. It's between CT Crunch and um, the chocolate Cheerios. Okay. I'm a Fruity Pebble guy, but I'm not going to knock you for either one of those because they're both good. They are. They've They've been in the house. I hate Fruity Pebbles. Say it. Go ahead. Fruity Pebbles are horrible. Like you put as soon as they touch the milk, they go like flimsy. You know what I mean? It's like soggy. Exactly. Then you can just shovel them into your mouth, and you don't have to waste time eating. Oh no! I I, I what? How is it? I don't live to eat. I eat to live. You just boom. <laughs> done. Eating eating is waste of time. I have podcast interviews to do, video games to play. Eating this engulfs too much time in my life. It's my favorite thing to do. I love to eat. I I can't wait until I'm done wrestling and I don't have to keep up appearances. And then I'll be on that show of my 600-pound life. (laughs) (laughs) I need all day. Making a comeback on TLC. Amber Rodriguez. I'll, like, still be the mad <laughs> You will be. <laughs> that's amazing. And hopefully that's not for, like, 50 years, for the love of God. Yeah. So what <laughs> is your 
what is your favorite thing to eat? Because I'm going to transition because I need you to be on one of these next YouTube shows as well. Uh, and I'm going to put something in somebody's ear, hopefully, because you've been around her and you, you know of her and you worked with her. Tell me your favorite thing to eat is tacos. Tacos are cool, but they're not my favorite. My favorite is sushi. I love sushi. Huge fan of Chipotle. Praying that they endorse me someday. Um, huge fan of Chipotle. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know, man. I I eat a lot of stuff. Like I'll I'll try anything once. <laughs> I love seafood too. Huge fan of seafood. My push is that you end up on tacos with Thunder Rosa because you've been at uh, Mission Pro a couple of times. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. The taco vlog. Yeah, I mean she's paying. <laughs> yeah. I'll go if she's paying. <laughs> Congrats to her, by the way. Okay, I, yes, I agree. I agree. Even though. Uh, Britt Baker is legit a 25-minute-away drive hometown girl. Uh, we love Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa. Uh, Britt had her due, and I will tell Britt to her face this. Thunder Rosa. And I, I hate the word deserves, but deserves everything she's getting from our AEW, um, Mission Pro, and everything she does. Because what she does for professional wrestling and women... Um, it's unbelievable. I uh, she's actually one of the next tattoos that I'm getting on my sleeve. So yeah, oh, wow. yeah, she's awesome. So let's talk about Mission Pro. Uh, you were there. Uh, how fun was it uh, having a match in that brewery surrounded just by beer all over the place and having uh, Dave Lagreca there as well? Yeah, I mean that was it was cool, man. Um, you know, uh, it was hard to avoid all the beer right um, but i i waited until after my match because i'm a professional um sure are but, <laughs> but yeah uh it was cool um it was it was a fun crowd um they were really into everything uh, a lot of people really buy into into this character because um i mean i have a cool look um, I get to really just like let loose and be as crazy as I want. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun crowd. Um, Dave Lagreco was fun uh, to have around. Very very funny. Um, yeah, it was just it was just good vibes. Really. Is this? I, I forgot the would you rather's, and we'll get to them right after I ask you this. Uh, is this your favorite? character that you're playing because you're essentially being yourself times 11 yes. as you hear on all other podcasts yes absolutely i am i am very much a psychopath so <laughs> it's i can just play it up like i'm like i'm playing something but i'm really just being myself times 11 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah all right, let's do the Would You Rathers, and we'll actually transition to something really... Well, one more match I want to talk about, and I, I made reference to it, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes ago. But the Would You Rathers, okay? Would you okay. rather go to Dr. Isaac Yankum for your dentist or Dr. Britt Baker, DMD? I have to say Britt Baker because my dad is a huge fan of Britt Baker. Um, of course he so is. Good for your dad. I Funny story. Okay, I don't mean to hold you up, but I, I'm I not. You, I'm holding you up. I'll talk until you have to put your child to bed tonight. I'm good. 
Yeah. I mean, okay. I just got to put this out there. So my dad, he's, he's great, right? He's like my best friend. So I tell him that I'm going to be on dark and, and I don't get, oh man, congrats. That's is I get first, I get two questions. The first one is, uh, oh, is Nyla still working there? <laughs> Cause you know, that's, that's my best friend. Right. And I'm like, yeah, dad's still there. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, hey, you know, Britt Baker, she's she's a dentist. And she, like, he's telling me as if I don't know, right? He's like, yeah, she's a dentist. And, you know, she wrestles and, you know, it's like her thing. I think that's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, dad. Um, he's like, you going to meet her? No, I said, hey. And I'm like, you know what? I will. Um, I didn't, but don't tell him that. Anyway. Well, you um, better hope he doesn't listen to this now. No, it gets worse. So, uh I think it was like a few weeks later. I'm like complaining about a toothache that I had. And he's oh, like, you know, Britt, she, uh, Britt Baker, she's she's a dentist. Why don't you just call her? Because <laughs> you have everybody's number in the wrestling business, right? <laughs> like, this is how he seems. And it's just so funny to me. It's, it's so cute. <laughs> so your dad is completely engulfed in professional wrestling now, right? Like he, no, he, like he he just watches it here and there. Really, he's like a casual fan. He's okay. not like a hardcore fan. But he's <laughs> he's waving Brit's flag all over the place. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, it's good to know. It's good to know. Uh, would you rather hang out with a hot mess or beautiful people? Oh, it's a good one. I gotta say hot mess, though, because I, I got a little hot mess in me as well um, with this whole mad esthetician thing. Yeah, that was a setup question. Uh, if you don't want to hang out with a hot mess, uh, because the hot mess can only make you look better or multiply Parasite. your craziness. Yeah, or both. Or, or both. Or both. And loaded question here, okay? Because I, I know you, you've kind of known both of them. Uh, would you rather have Jessica Carr as a referee? Because you know her a little bit. Or Aubrey Edwards? I got to give it to Jesse. Um, man, we go we go way back from, from my Gilbert's days. We yeah. actually started together. So I'm a little biased. Yeah, I, I figured. That was a, it was a loaded question. And... You uh, you brought up uh, your dad's best friend, Nyla Rose. Uh, you were having matches with Nyla before it was cool. No, my best friend. Not oh, my dad's your, oh, your best my, friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, there you go. You were having matches with your best friend way before it was cool to have matches with Nyla Rose. Uh, she's been taking over the world slowly. People just have just caught on now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another match I do want to t- talk about. It was one of your very first matches, and this is this is I want to know everything you can tell me about this match. How the hell was it teaming with Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man? Because that's my oh, childhood. Yeah, man. Um, he's great. He he's great. Um, he like, you know, really wanted to take things like at a slow pace like it it really taught me a lot about not having to do 10,000 moves but you can really tell a story by you know just just it's not always about the moves sometimes it's what 
happens in between the moves, you know? And that's what really, like, working with him brought me, if that makes sense. Um, no, it's just you know, the story, essentially, then. Yeah, like, he really broke down storytelling. And, you know, he wanted uh, to have, like, more of a comedy kind of match. And, like, just the way he broke it down to us was just amazing. And, you know what I mean? Like, you can't put a price on on those t- kinds of lessons like so that's definitely something i keep with me to this day so with that i i probably know the answer to this question describe your like perfect match i, I it doesn't mean to be yours but i mean like something that you would not miss if it's on tv and you would probably go back and rewatch it because it's the perfect match that you've ever seen or have you seen it there is no perfect match thank you exist. thank you what you were the first person ever to say that. Thank you. That's what's that, man? It, and I always say, if the Undertaker can have a botch, it's fair game. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fair game, right? Exactly. I'm glad you said that. That that makes this podcast and myself happy tonight because everybody's like, well, it's got to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of. <sighs> But does it, does it? And then another thing, like, and at this point, I'm just going on an old vet rant, but, um, like the thing is wrestling is wrestling is art. You know what I mean? Like there is no perfect match. There are matches that maybe you're satisfied with matches that you think are good matches that you may even think are great, but wrestling is art. It's, to interpretation um what is great or quote unquote perfect i use that term loosely but you may pull out this match like hey check this out and i may completely rip it apart and i think it's god awful but you think it's like the best thing you've ever seen and like vice versa like that's the thing about wrestling there's a little something in there for everybody you know what i mean there's no specific style no specific construct to a match that's like this is just the key formula go by this and everything you do will be perfect like no you may do the complete opposite you may play around you may test those barriers and you may pull out something even better so it's it's all really up to interpretation at the end of the day i love how you said wrestling is art i I always have said that as well so you put that in perspective that some people a lot of people think the mona lisa is one of the greatest paintings in the world I think it's stupid. It's just a woman that's looking off into who knows what. And she's a little cross-eyed. But you know what I mean? Like right. other people other people, like you said, they think it's like amazing. And you know, it's it's art. That's what art is. It's up to interpretation. Exactly. Alright. So there's something big coming up here in about uh, I don't know eight days nine days and i'm really excited to see it Uh, i'm really excited to watch it april 2nd you're going to be part of the sherry martell classic on fight uh guys we have a fight code all that you know where to find it i'll post it again today of make sure you go out and buy this some of the people in this besides yourself uh jasmine allure danny b Praxton, uh, Promise Braxton, Heather Monroe, the list goes on and on and on. It's an amazing... Well, no one else really matters. Well, no one else really matters. Okay, okay. Right, besides you. I agree. I completely agree with this. I'm just pumped one 
this is happening overall for women to do this. And I, I love that Sherry is getting something for her as well. You know, uh, RIP Sherry, but this is really cool that uh, this is coming about. How did you get into this? I was asked to do it, and I said yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> couldn't have made up a story. Say, And this was one of the things that I wrote to you, so you could have made up a story and said, man, I've always loved Sherry. This was a dedication to her. This, I was asked, and I said yes. What a crap no, answer. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, um, it is an honor. And I was very grateful to have been approached with it because they could have asked literally anyone else, but I was chosen. And it's it's wonderful because, you know, it's one of those things where, like, so many women would kill to be there, and I'm there. So it's nice. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure also because, now I have to deliver. You know what I mean? And yeah. I have to show why I was approached with this um with this wonderful opportunity and I'll deliver. I mean, I'm I'm excited to just get there and be my weird self and freak people out. <laughs> Guys, again, it's April 2nd. I will continue to post about it. Uh make sure you buy it. It's on fight. You can watch this crazy woman. <sighs> Say yes to being in an awesome tournament. But it's honoring Sherry, and like so. Um, Don't try um, to cover it up now. It's you. It, no, let me let me get this out. So a little tidbit. Um, I wear, you know, sometimes I'll I'll come out with the surgical markings on my face. That is my way of kind of paying homage with my own sick twist to Sherry's face paint. Okay. So a little fun fact there. I, I hope we see it that night and you don't forget about it. How how would I forget my own surgical market? I I don't know. I usually don't give questions or say what we're going to talk about. I just say, hey, here's a podcast. But this was so important to me that to get it out that Sherry's having a, a tournament, I thought you would, I don't know, stick and say, yeah, I was really excited about it. And I was asked and I said, okay. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a note at least. Like you could ask anybody else. I don't give crap away. What are we going to talk about? Because I want it just to be a conversation. I put that in a note on I don't know where the hell we talked. If it was Instagram or whatever, but I'm like, can we do this? I want to talk about this. I thought that'll be a plug for her to really talk about this. Nope. Nope. I cannot pass up an opportunity for sarcasm good well i'm glad uh you can tell uh this is this has been a blast all right so goals for this year and then five years um goal for this year um honestly i hate to sound cocky but i've accomplished a lot like i have. have a huge opportunity right now in the works that unfortunately I can't disclose on this podcast but I am gonna say download Paramount Network wink wink um and yeah just you know with this classic I mean I'm blessed man like you know business is booming and I've been blessed with such wonderful opportunities but um five years um 
I want to be a household name. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to be a household name. I want to be wrestling on TV every week, holding someone's prestigious championship belt. Um, you know, uh, taking my esthetician career, my skincare line to the next level along with it. And um, yeah, just living the dream, me and my baby girl. Aww. See, that's what I like to hear. But the, it was... <laughs> It wasn't any of the wrestling stuff. It was you and your baby girl. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a great mom. Uh, I love you for that. Uh, wrestling always has, this is the one deep question that I, I hate asking, but I do love to hear everybody's answer. Wrestling always has a stigmatism around it. Have it be this, that, or the other about males and females or non-buys or, you know, color wars or anything stupid like that. And I, I really mean stupid because wrestling is, uh, I, my wife just bought me a sweet, uh, sweet ass is what it came to my mind. I'm sorry. I'm being a potty mouth. That's just me. Um, uh, a sweet wrestling shirt. that has got all the colors and everything. It says wrestling is for everyone. And it is wake the hell up people. But what is your, if you could wave a wand over and get rid of something that is, Olds against news, youngs, you know, rookies against veterans. What is the worst thing that you see in wrestling? Essentially, um, is what I was getting to. I feel like honestly, it has gotten a lot better. I mean, it has. We saw two black women main event WrestleMania. You know, which is like under. I never thought I'd live to see the day. Um. So it's gotten a lot better. Um, you know, and then speaking out happened and a lot of, a lot of creeps got cleaned up. Thank God. Um, all of them, but a good chunk of them, I'd say. Um, but I just say consistency, you know, because it, it seems like, and I'm, uh, this is a little controversial, so I'm not going to dive too deep into that, but I'll scratch the surface and say, it seems like a lot of, uh, wokeness is just to be trendy and it's not really kept up, you know, yep. um, if that makes sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. You don't have to go any farther if you don't want to. I, and if you don't understand, can't crush your listeners, get out of your hole. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't get, so I don't want you to get yourself in trouble. I agree. I agree with that. It's the hip yeah. thing to do that month. Yeah. Yeah. F those companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best advice you've gotten from anybody? Either, you know, pre-break from, uh, I'll say, Gilberg or after break from, you know, Thunder or anybody else that you've worked with. I mean, you've been in with Lita as well and Mickey and da-da-da-da-da. Who has given you the best advice in this crazy wrestling business and what was it? Huh. Man, it's hard to just, like, pick one little piece. Um, I have to I have to say, um, I have to shout out my, my mentor, uh, Black G's, excuse me, NWA superstar Black G's. Thank you. <laughs> yes. He looked great, by the way, at the Crockett Cup this weekend. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but no, just, he's always... Um, 
I guess expressing uh, how proud he is me that I I stayed true to myself. The fact that I don't um sell my soul for opportunities or you know like what you see is what you got. Like you know I may shuffle some things around according to uh what you know for the sake of the storyline or whatever. But for the most part, um, I've never put myself <clears throat> in like a degrading position, and that's something I've always been very proud of. That comes back uh, to me. What you just said that comes back to major like family values and everything. That essentially, you know, you always have faith and you have uh, spirituality in your life. And I think that's um, so. I'm going to shout out, you know, to mom and dad for that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Just as far as like, you know, that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, it's been on me about just you know being consistent with me. You know, before yeah. anyone. All right, last one, and then uh, I want you to sell your stuff, everything that you, you know, whatever. Did you have your dream match yet? And if not, who, where, and what stipulation? Huh. You know what? Um, me and Mickey was was a. It was one of them. It was up there. It was on. It was definitely on dream match level. Right. But. I don't think I've gotten that feeling yet when it's like, you know, this is something I've always wanted. And now I have this match and like, does that make any sense? Perfect. Perfect sense. Because like with Mickey, it was definitely dream match level, but I feel like I wasn't fully realized not as a character or just, you know, just, I, I hadn't really come into my own yet. Um, when now I feel that I am fully realized, I feel like I have kind of come into my own. I'm I'm very comfortable with what I do. Um, and so with me being on this level that I am now, um, I would love to have that match with her again at this stage of my career. Um it wouldn't even have to be any crazy stipulation. Um, it could just kind of be like one of those full circle matches, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else? Where? Uh, I said on where? Yeah. Um, maybe MCW for the consistency. Yeah, I was hoping so. For the consistency. Yeah. Um. Another thing, and this isn't even with anyone in particular, but I've always wanted a match centered around this character, like an operating room match. Oh God! Yeah, when it's like all all of my all my tools and stuff, like my scalpel and stuff like that. How about you and Holiday then, or Holiday or uh, oh crap? She just AEW undead. Why did she leave? Abaddon? Yes, Abaddon. Thank you. Yes. You could dissect her. See, I I was thinking Sue Young. Oh, yeah. Damn it. How did I forget her? Yeah. But yeah, me and Sue go way back. But we've never... She's one of, one of the people that we go way back, but we've never crossed paths in the ring. Yeah. Either one. Any of those three. I'm, I'm in, engulfed into how you're going to pull off... Well, let's just say with the 
pandemic matches that happened, uh, Undertaker's the Swamp match, and uh, the whole Money in the Bank thing that happened in WWE, those uh, theoretical, not theoretical, the movie matches. Why is that word slipping my mind? I should be drinking now. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. The the theater yeah. type, that you could do that in a theater type one. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Somebody needs to book that. Like a cinematic situation. That's the word I was looking for. You are a genius. Cinematic is <laughs> didn't even start with a T. Uh, Amber, this is your time. Um, w- what didn't I ask you that you want to bring up before you tell socials that you don't run or do anything with? <laughs> tell Brian. <laughs> or do you want... man. What? <laughs> Breaking, breaking oh, you didn't earlier. You it said it. The, me. Oh, it's absolutely hard. I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> sell your product. Sell everything. Sell yourself. What didn't I ask that you want to talk about? It's your time, dear. Yes. Uh, so you can shop AshleyReneeBeauty.com. That's where you can get all of your holistic skincare needs. Um, our beard and scalp oil has been selling like hotcakes. If you are a bearded man or lady or in between, we don't, um, you know, in uh, our milk baths, that's another product that we have that's doing really well. Um, so, yeah, holistic skincare is something that I you will always hear me preach about because, you know, these products that you get out of the stores, you know, they may smell good or whatever, but. Anything that you have that does not expire or does not expire for a very long time is alarming. So um, shop Ashley Renee Beauty. Our stuff has a shelf life and it is good for your skin. It's nutritious for your skin. Um, We use all natural holistic ingredients, everything ranging from uh, hemp seed oil. Uh, We are dabbling in CBD currently as well. Um, so there's that. Follow me on the Twitter and the Instagram at one Amber Rodriguez and I'm on Facebook at Amber Rodriguez. And, um, yeah, also shout out to Bama Boy Buck. Uh, that's the guy that produces my vignettes. We have another short film coming out very soon. Cool. So tell me more about this beard and the scalp stuff. Does it help grow hair back? So it stimulates the follicles. So, we don't claim to treat or cure any disease or condition. <laughs> well, but, you're um, not hair club for men is what you're saying, right? Exactly. Okay. But we have seen results. <laughs> We've uh, seen good results um, from the patchy bearded community. Um, we've gotten good reviews from them. I'm kind of going to expose Shane Strickland right now. <laughs> he, uses, <laughs> he uses our beard oil. <laughs> and you see that his, his beard's coming in very nicely. So, <laughs> Wow. <Shane's> first. <laughs> Here's the bus. Shane, you're underneath it. Amber's driving you over. Boom. <laughs> Amber, I've had a blast. Thank you for for coming on the show. Uh, I, I I hope to speak to you again. I hope to see you in the near future. Apparently, I have to go to subscribe to Paramount tonight now. Not only just for Yellowstone, but for something you'll be doing. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, dear. I'll let you go. Keep trucking away. I don't know if you pulled over or not. Hopefully you're you're see you're safe in your vehicle. Yeah, for the most part. Good. I've been driving with my eyes closed this whole time. Well, that's that's good. I don't know where you're at, but that's probably the best thing to do on the highway most of the time. There's a lot of lunatics out there, including you. Huh, what did I tell you? She couldn't help me out. Well, no, actually, I think she did. Maybe this, you know, the beard stuff can make my beard a little softer, grow a little bit more. I don't know if I'm Apache like uh, Strickland is, so I'm all right there. But the follicles on top of my head, they're a little lackluster. So I'm going to have to look into some Amber stuff. What a great interview. She'll send it right back at you. Wow. Uh, Sometimes I have people on the show that they don't know that I'm joking or whatever. They're like, wow, you you were a real dick after the interview. But Amber didn't care. She just, boom, here's a punch right through the phone and she brings it right back. I love that. This was a great conversation. Grading, getting to know Amber was really cool. Seeing some of her stuff, like prior to her hiatus in MCW, was awesome. I knew Mickey James was going to be somebody she held high, and you know, just uh, loved. And the whole loser leaves town match was really cool. This was a great interview. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I want to thank Amber for. You know, your service, uh, first and foremost, that's awesome. Thank you for giving up um, years of your life to protect us here in the United States uh, on the coast, getting a suntan as a Coast Guard. I'm joking again, by the way. Uh, That's awesome. Congratulations on everything you do. And then when you do get that moment uh, once a week or once a month, like we were joking about, and you get to hang out with your your little baby girl, um, take that time because it's so precious that – that means a lot. We we didn't deep dive into that because that's her personal life, but you know she let us in a little bit, and to knowing that she's a an amazing mother warms my heart. So guys, make sure you follow Amber uh, on everything. Make sure you watch the April second Sherry Martell Classic on Fight Network. Again, I'll put a code out there that you'll be able to save money. When you do it, when we get that code, it's on Fight Network. You know, it's always great to, great stuff there on Fight Network. So, again, thanks, Amber, for coming on again tonight. It was a blast. Guys, remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called the garbage can, not a garbage cannot. <laughs>